Hello and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast covering the daily events of all the European royal families. Today, we are going to be covering all of the events from Tuesday, February 16th of 2021. Um, I want to just briefly say that this is going to be um, kind of a quiet week. So I did a little bit of research on why there were like no events um, today. Um, or why there haven't been any events from Belgium for the past couple of days. Um, And it looks like the Belgian school system is also on like a spring break, half term, uh, carnival break. Um, So basically today um, is Fat Tuesday, Shrove Tuesday, uh, the celebration of carnival, Mardi Gras, Basically, all of those celebrations that have to do with the entry into the Catholic period or the Christian calendar period of Lent. Um, So this is the 40 days, I think, leading up to uh, Easter. And so in a lot of these um, countries, the, the schools will go on a break at this time. Um to celebrate that time. So tomorrow is Ash Wednesday, uh, which marks the official start of Lent. Um, So I just wanted to like briefly mention that it's going to be quiet in Belgium, my guess is all week, um, because all of the schools are on break. The only one I don't know is like if Princess Elizabeth is on break um, from the Royal Military Academy, but I would assume that we are not gonna see Um, much from the Belgian royal family this week. I was a little curious as to why we hadn't even had like an audience or anything like that um, between King Philippe and the Prime Minister, but it's because uh, basically all of Belgium is pretty much shut down this week um, just for the the holiday, half-term, spring break, carnival break, etc. Whatever they call it. They call it spring break slash carnival break. Um, And Yeah, just a little update there. Uh, The UK is also on uh, half term, so that means like nothing really from the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge as they have uh, school-aged children. So with all of that being said, um, I guess I totally spaced yesterday and because I wasn't working in a traditional way, I definitely forgot to start with Sweden. Um, In fact, I recorded this intro once and we were starting with the British royal family. That is not correct. Uh, We are going to start this episode with the Swedish royal family. So let's go over to Sweden right now. So there was just one event in Sweden today that we're going to talk about. Really, there was one event in total. Um, Like I said last week, I have changed who I, what page of the Swedish Royal Household's website I'm looking on. So I think I'm getting a more accurate accounting for what is happening. Um, I hope. um, I trust that that is true. Um, So that's always a good thing. Positive improvement. 
Um, but today, the only event going on in Sweden was Prince Daniel took part in um, the From Four conference, um, which is basically an event that has been created out of a collaboration between the businesses um, and the University of Govle. Um, and the students there where they have basically partnered together to talk about different business opportunities, entrepreneurship, things like that. Um, and Prince Daniel was the um, keynote speaker. Sorry, words are really hard. Okay, but anyway, he was the keynote speaker for this conference. Um, he gave a short, from what I can tell, it was a, a short speech. Um, they posted a part of it on YouTube and it really seems like it was 40 seconds but it might have been a little bit longer um, in actuality it's just the part that they shared on YouTube was really really short um, you know it was a condensed version like only meant for participants maybe I'm, I'm not sure um, so I found that to be kind of interesting and also you know just really nice to have something on the calendar um, for the Swedish royals. Um, but yeah, there's not a lot to talk about. I kind of, that's pretty much what the readout really says. Um, so that is what was going on in Sweden. Um, and now we're going to move on to the multitude event of events in Spain. So when I say there was a multitude of events in Spain, there were, there were four, but the thing is three of them were audiences that King Felipe held at um, the palace today. So he met with, um, th like I said, three different groups. Um, so met with representatives of the National Institute of Statistics. And these are the people, you know, who are in charge of creating, um, economic statistics and poverty st statistics and statistics is a really hard word to say um the people that are in charge of really creating like the national numbers for reporting things out um so that was first and then he met with the board of directors of the spanish association of foundations so I think this is kind of like a conglomerate of basically all of the uh, foundations in Spain to connect with each other um, and maybe do um, collaborative work and things like that. Um, and then finally, he met with representing representatives of the governing board for the U.S. United States Chamber of Commerce in Spain. So this is pretty common um, to have um, foreign cha uh, chambers of commerce in other countries to promote, um, like American businesses that also have bases in that country, um, or headquarters or things like that. 
Um, however, I'm going to just like say a thing. I don't really think these two things are together. Um, but if you're, if you're a listener of this podcast, you know that I'm a American politics junkie as well. Hopefully in the, um, being, you know, reformed category, like I'm hoping that I'm no longer a junkie, but I definitely still am because I know that this happened. Um, so today the secretary of state of the United States, uh, Tony Blinken and the foreign minister of Spain had a phone call. It was their first official like conversation. Um, I knew this was coming, like it was going to be, he's talking with basically every one of his counterparts throughout the world. Um, but I saw that today and I thought, oh, that's cool that, uh, both, uh, parts of the Spanish government, the monarchy and, um, like their executive branch were in contact with the U S today. I don't know, just like the political junkie in me was very excited to see that that finally happened. Um, because I'm a nerd and I love everything about it. Um, and then the final event. So today Queen Letizia also, um, or Queen Letizia visited the National Library to see the new exhibition that they have on Concepcion Arenal. Um, and it's called Concepcion Arenal, the the humanist passion. Um, and it goes through, um, this woman, Concepcion Arenal and her life. Um, so she was born in 1820 and, uh, died in 1893. Um, but she was, I did a little bit of research on her cause I was like, oh, let me figure out who this was. Like, didn't really think anything of it. Um, and now she's like a new icon to me, like very cool. Um, but she was the founder for the Spanish feminist movement and obviously a huge actor in that, um, as well as one of the first women to attend university in Spain, if not the first woman to attend university in Spain, she wrote, a lot of, um, she wrote a lot about, uh, poverty and the connection between those and the, the state, um, being, you know, Spain, um, different organizations that can help. She had something called, uh, focused on philanthropy. Um, and it was just, like, I'm going to do more research onto her on my own because I found this story very interesting. Um, and I thought like it was really cool. And then the other thing, so I noticed this, this morning before I like had done my outline or anything, just, I was looking through the pictures and I noticed it was a lot of women, um, at the event. So like obviously Queen Letizia, um, the first vice president of the government of Spain is a woman and she was there, um, like they were being, the tour was basically given by a woman. There were lots of women there. There were not a lot of men in these pictures. There were some, but like not a lot. And I I noted that like in my head, I was like, this is a lot of women. Like I loved it. And then I learned more and like now I love it even more because hello, that's amazing. Um, so I just thought that was like really interesting. Um, <clears throat> you can see some of the pictures that I have up on the dailyroyal.com and the daily Royal on Instagram and really learn a little bit more, um, about this. So I'll have some, possibly some links and stuff too, to the event and all of that. 
Um, I just thought it was really cool, but like definitely encourage you all if you're interested to look into Concepcion Arenal. Um, okay, so that's what was going on in Spain. And then um, we're going to go ahead and skip Norway. So there was one event in Norway, um, but like not really enough to talk about to give its like own segment to. So I'll just briefly mention it here. Um, and it is that Queen Sonia participated in a board meeting for the Queen Sonia Print Award, which is something that she gives out annually. And it's kind of like the most notable um, modern art award out there. Um, so I found that to be very cool. I, it might not be modern. It might be like geographic, like geographic, ge geometric art. Um, I don't know. It's, it's something. Um, but, uh, we'll talk more about it when the actual award is given out. I know I talked about it last year too, so we'll talk more about it, um, this year when the award is given out probably over the summer. Um, but yeah, so that's what was going on in Norway. So now we are going to go ahead and move on to the Netherlands. Today in the Netherlands, we had a couple of events, which is, you know, I think props to the Netherlands and Spain uh, and Sweden for keeping us afloat this week because it's going to be quiet pretty much everywhere else. Um, but today, King Willem Alexander held uh, video audiences with the governors of Aruba and Carousel. So these are two countries that are a part of the Kingdom of the Netherlands in the Caribbean. And, um, they, it's normal for King Willem Alexander to have these audiences, um, kind of frequently. Of course, I think usually maybe they happen in person. I know one happened in person last summer and I was shocked, um, you know, cause we were in the midst of a pandemic, but it was like right as right as the first wave was kind of dying and right before the second wave um, really picked itself back up. So, um, but typically they, at least lately, have been held over video conference because um, that's obviously the safe way to do that. Um, there were no pictures or like conversations were not released. It was just on the calendar. Um, so I just wanted to share that. And then also today, Queen Maxima paid a digital working visit to Utrecht University um, to continue the process of learning about this broad prosperity project that they created at the university. Um, so during the conversation today, uh, Maxima and the researchers spoke about the uh, method that they're using, the background of the pro project, um, as well as the applicable measures that have been taken. Um, and then they also discussed the way the Broad Prosperity Project is uh, researching COVID and also the difference between the urban and rural areas of the Netherlands. So I thought that was really kind of interesting. Um, broad Prosperity is really like what it says, like 
they want um, Maxima really seems to be focused on a lot um, like obviously but this project wants more financial equality um, in the Netherlands so there is I would say a, a disparity in terms of income equality um, everyone seems pretty down to earth but like there are definitely the rich rich and then the really poor and I don't think from what I can tell, there's a lot of middle ground. Um, I mean, of course there is, but like it doesn't seem substantially middle. Um, so that is something that Maxima really focuses on. It's part of the, you know, debt-free Netherlands uh, conversations that she's having, as well as um, work around um, this broad prosperity project. So that is what is going on in the Netherlands. Um, not a whole ton to talk about, but a little bit. Um, and I found this project to be truly, truly fascinating. Um, okay, so that's it for the Netherlands. Then there was nothing in Denmark. Surprise, surprise. Um, and so we are going to finish this episode out in the British royal family, and we're going to just have like a short little episode today. Um, so let's go over to the UK right now. are going to finish our day in the British royal family. Um, so there were a couple of things that were like public facing or at least I'm calling them public adjacent. Um, so the royal family Twitter account retweeted um, the British embassy in DC um, that Queen Elizabeth had had a phone call with the new ambassador from the court of St. James to the US. So the court of St. James is what they call um, basically the UK, um, or maybe just England. I really don't know. I don't, I don't know. I'll do a lot more research when like the U S ambassador is named to the court of St. James. Um, so I don't know if it's England or if it's England, Scotland, and Wales. I don't know. Uh, in Northern Ireland, I don't know. Um, but it's one of those two options. And um, apparently this is pretty normal for the queen to reach out to new ambassadors after they have started in their posting, um, just to talk about, communicate, uh, the relationship between the two countries. Um, so that was first. And then this is something I don't usually talk about these if they happen on Twitter. Um, but I thought since I was talking about in the very beginning, I talked about, you know, carnival, carnival. Uh, Pink Shore Tuesday, Fat Tuesday, whatever you call it, wherever you live. Um, Mardi Gras, if you're in Louisiana, you call it that. Literally not called that anywhere else. Um, but the British Royal Family, a couple of their social media accounts shared uh, pancake recipes because Fat Tuesday in the UK or Shore Tuesday is Pancake Day. Um, that's what they use as like their guilty pleasure, which I kind of love. You know, here in the States, we, in a typical Mardi Gras fashion, consume a lot of alcohol. Um, and like in the UK, they're just being so quaint and perfect over there with their pancake day. 
Um, I also just kind of love that. I think it's really great. So those were the public facing events and now we are going to um, take a quick peek at the court circular to see what was going on there. Um, so of course we've already talked about this but Queen Elizabeth held a meeting with Dame Karen Pierce, uh, who is Her Majesty's Ambassador to the United States of America. Um, and of course they talked over phone because Karen Pierce is uh, at the embassy in the US. Um, and then we go to Clarence House where the Prince of Wales this morning held a meeting with Brigadier Philip Prosser, um, who is the command commander uh, who's with Commander 101 Logistic Brigade via telephone. Um, and then the Duchess of Cambridge had a couple of meetings uh, today as well via telephone. So first, uh, she held a meeting with the chairman uh, and director for the Foundling Museum, of which she is patron. Um, next, she held a meeting with the director of the Natural History Museum, also of which she is patron. Um, and then she held a meeting with the director of the Victoria and Albert Museum, of which she is patron. So a lot of telephone contacts with the museums in which she um, lends her support. So that is what was going on today. Um, I am shocked that Kate had a couple of events, um, given that it's half term for the kids. But... Um, you know, they were, they were phone calls. So not a whole lot happening today. Um, I think it's just kind of going to be a quiet week. Um, and you know, we'll see what this looks like going forward. It is only Tuesday. So like, I'm not going to make a huge amount of assumptions, but I don't suspect to see, see much from the Belgian Royal family. The British Royal family is pretty much still in lockdown and yeah just not a lot happening so with that I'm getting the hiccups so I'm gonna go ahead and end this episode but please check out the dailyroyal.com the daily royal on Instagram like and review this podcast wherever you're listening and I will talk to you all tomorrow have a good one